Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report post Tampa Bay Lightning uh, and Ducks game edition here. Tough loss. Very tough loss. It was, uh, I mean, as Ali said here, Quack Quack checking in from the Honda Center, which was a lot of fun. Uh, sad ending to that one. Yeah, to be 2 2 going into the third. Looking good, but uh, give up a late power play marker and an empty net. So, just a sad duckling over here. Yeah, I'm just upset. I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. Andrew, good to see uh, you. Couple hopping over from the watch along there on the THPN YouTube channel. It was a blast to have you there. Uh, also saying Lauren's coming as well. Should be. So that'll be good. Yeah. This. Oh man, like I don't. Do you want to get right right into the game, or like what do you what do you want to do? I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's fresh. In, in yeah, head, so. okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's start with a positive since we tend to always start with the negatives. We held the Lightning to sub 30. Was it, I, I forget what the final count was, but sub 30 shots, I think. Uh, oh, no, 30 exactly. Sub One 40. <laughs> yeah. Or sub 35, if you, if, if you yeah. will. Even. I, I mean, you take out the empty net one at with one second left that's, yeah. that's 29 shots right it's three two right like the final score is four two we're getting like just the idea of the empty net um this the players tried yeah i guess oh, definitely. is like yeah. is a is a positive i think you can take from it and we we, we will get into it i guess a little bit later talking about the Detroit game uh, on pre-recorded stuff that we like, we aren't going to show it here tonight on the live stream. Um, if you're listening to the recording though, on Thursday or like, or Friday, I guess um, you have everything here in, in one episode. Um, the team almost seemed to kind of stray away offensively, just a, a touch from like, from their, from the system, I guess, which, mm-hmm it almost benefited them, right? Like they were able to keep up with the lightning. The defensive system still didn't help them a whole lot. I'm looking at the heat map here. Um, props to Tampa though, obviously like they are. A oh yeah. Good powerhouse. Team, right. Right. Like the, like our offense looked better, but still didn't get as many chances. I don't think as we want uh, taking a look at the heat map though. It's, uh, we really liked the uh, uh, the left point, I guess, and uh, the right uh, dot there where like Zegris was taking his shots and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, we like those areas there. But uh, Tampa Bay, however, liked the uh, right point, uh, the right dot, and right in front of our net. Uh, I, I, I'll, you know, I'm going to show you the because I don't think I can actually verbally say how big of a spot Tampa was able to get into here. Oh yeah. And I mean that's that's always been a problem. Like going back to last season even when we were like, doing hate maps. That like yeah. Big of a blue spot though. You can't have. Again, yeah. it's it's Tampa Bay. But yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's rough there. But yeah, I mean like I, you, you like, if you would have told me like this would have been a three two game like and 2-2 going into the third period against Tampa Bay like I I would not have believed you so I think like 
given the circumstance, like it, it's not like it was a horrible, horrible game, no. but it just yeah. sucks when it's that close and then you we don't get the win or even a point out of it, right? Like it's it's just heartbreaking in that way. Yeah, something something I said on the watch along was like, if this is how we lost games consistently throughout the season, I actually wouldn't be upset by it. It'd be frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, but the thing is, we wouldn't lose games if we played this way exactly. for eighty-two games. Exactly. Because so. th- th- this is just the pro- a product of playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, who yeah. are just a force. So, oh, yeah. it's yeah. I know that I'll get into it technically later in the episode, but also for like those that are watching, like just something's something's got to give here, right? Like surrounding this roster, there's so much potential here, and mm. we I think we saw it tonight, right? Yeah, but there, at the same time, there's so also much. a lot of holes, right? Yeah. Hole. Well, yeah, holes. We'll say holes. Yeah. Yeah. There, so. There's there's still a couple holes in the roster, but like things around it also need to change a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, um, it's Ali asking a yeah. good question here. Why the fuck did we pull Gibson? When <laughs> has that ever done anything? It's, I mean, every that, team does it. It's yeah, just, that that is a usual thing. I was a little bit more surprised, I guess, that Eakins pulled him with like just over two minutes left and I following a timeout. Like that. usually, you would leave him in, to, and then yeah. if you win the face off, you quickly swap him up. So it, it was bold, and I mean, we had tons and tons of opportunities. So I think, yeah, it paid off. It just, um, yeah. It gave us a better chance, I think. It was the right idea. Yeah. So. In in that respect. So. Yeah. Andrew's saying he's subscribing to us here. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Um, this this next comment here is interesting, so I'm just going to pull this down for yeah, a second. Yeah, go for but, it. Yeah, no, um, you're all good. So Ali says, uh, all ju- also, just me, but Zegris didn't look too hot. And, I, I mean, we'll absolutely trust you because you were there, so you get a better view of what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. I guess away from the play, whereas watching on TV, you don't really get that. I mean, I thought he looked fine. Um, it, like, he was buzzing. He had some good shots. He had a goal, obviously, the in the first period there. But, yeah, I didn't notice anything that made me go, like, something's off with him. So maybe if you could elaborate, uh, then... Yeah. Or, I'm, or I'm Nate, take- if you have some thoughts, too. But Yeah, I am taking a look, and, like, I didn't think... He had a bad game, personally. I thought he was definitely one of the one of the better guys, and um, mm-hmm. I think some of the stats uh, show it as well. He did have a couple giveaways, though. Unfortunately, led the team with uh, with two there. But okay, so yeah, um, maybe maybe that's what. Ali yeah, but I here, but. but I mean, like, uh, yeah, like he he didn't look horrible. Again, we know he's not a defensive guy, but he's he's gotten yeah. better at it, I guess. Um, yeah, four shots on goal on seven attempts there. Uh his expected goals was 0.3. So like and he and he scored a goal. So like he did surpass that mark. Mm-hmm. Um he went 50% at the faceoff dots. That's not horrible. Um only two guys bit did better, it looks like at the uh or three guys, sorry, did better at the faceoff dots. Um Tonight, and that's uh, Derek Grant. Who? Why was Derek Grant taking so many faceoffs? Like he, he was doing all right, but like eleven wins, eight losses. That's a fair amount. Yeah, nineteen faceoffs for him. Like yeah. in comparison, uh, Ryan Strom 
had the most faceoffs in the game with 22. Okay. I mean, he does play on he he does play on the penalty kill and he is a center obviously. Yeah, so, I get that yeah, okay. So that yeah, that, that would probably beef it up a little bit. And I mean, if he's going 11 for 8 and he's on the penalty kill like why wouldn't you let him take those draws? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm double checking on the penalty kill stats cuz I want to see if that does line up there just in case. Yeah. No, Grant only took three draws it looks like on the penalty kill. Oh. So that means he's out there for a lot of five on five. I think I'm double checking that here. Yeah, Derek Grant, five on five, seven wins, five losses. So then he's out there for the power play. Second unit, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and three three losses, zero wins there on that. Yeah, he was out for a lot there. Interesting. And then the one four-on-four. Oh, yeah. Derek Grant is a guy I want to touch on for a second because, like, his his game tonight specifically was very mixed bag, I think. He's he's a little bit of a wild card. You don't know... You didn't know if you were going to get a good shift or a Derek Grant shift out of him in this game. I, I Obviously, I enjoy when he's playing well. Right, I enjoy that for any player. I don't wish for these players to not do great, but yeah, Derek Grant was just a. I just I wanted him to be consistent for something. I don't know. I I think he had a pretty consistent game. Like whenever he was on the ice, I wasn't like concerned that he was going to mess something up. Like I, honestly, like I, I thought he was like noticeably like noticeable in a good way, like knocking down passes on uh yeah. the penalty kill like he had some good drives to the net he made some good passes like he was throwing his body around like i i don't know i don't didn't like have any issues really with Derek grant so we uh we definitely saw two different versions of two different versions of Derek grant between the two of us yeah i mean i i even saw two different versions of Derek grant though right <laughs> yeah but i, I did i just i'm <laughs> yeah, saying no, i just couldn't I, see I, like, I all the bad mean. stuff yeah yeah and like obviously he's not gonna be perfect but like I'm no, not, I'm not expecting him yeah. to be perfect, but like it was it's it's kind of what we've seen out of him in the last couple of years, right? Where it's either like he's doing awesome and he lines up with the joke that we have of like elite number one center guy, mm-hmm. or he is that fourth line guy that maybe shouldn't even be there. So I don't know. I was kind of seeing a mix out of him tonight personally, but again, that's my that's my opinion on it. So yeah. Um uh, what else we got here? God asking who won. You're God, you should know. <laughs> uh, at Tampa Bay, won 4 2. Well, yeah. 3 2, and then plus an empty netter there. So. Uh, John Gibson is not to blame for this game. Oh, no, not a chance. No. What, how many? Well, yeah, 30, well, 29 shots, I guess, because you take away the empty net. Uh, three goals. Yeah, 26 for 29. Those are solid numbers. I don't know what the yeah. points percentage is there, but. Um, that'd be eight ninety eight ninety six. But I mean, like, still, it's, what's do you have his? Excuse me, expected goals uh, or goal saved above negative point four nine. So just under half a goal less. So, um, yeah. that comes a little bit more though, where um, he had two low danger goals against, which I kind of want to double check, like which goals those were, just to refresh my mind specifically on the goals there. 
Mm. Um, 46%. That's Oh, the, the blue is so dark on here that it's... <laughs> oh, it to was the... Uh, it was the Kucherov goal is what oh, is okay. considering to be one of the low ones. It's a 5.7% chance of scoring from that spot and less than just less than 70% of being on net during five on five. I feel like that. I don't mean, I don't have the calculator, but I feel like that could be lower because Kucherov didn't really get all of the yeah. shot. Like he kind of fell down and like didn't really whiff on it, but I think it, that could have kind of thrown. He, he didn't get everything off. on it at least. Cause yeah. he was coming across crease expecting him to like probably go top shelf. So he had the glove up and then mm-hmm. it went five all on him. So yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why, but I don't know. So, but uh, especially yeah, off that, Kucherov too, like you're expecting a rocket, right? So yeah, exactly, which might have put it up to like a medium danger or something like that, like kind of with excuse me that consideration, uh, yeah, in there. So, but yeah, overall, I I wouldn't put this game on Gibson, nor do I put the uh, the Detroit game on Gibson as well as you'll hear later. Um, mm-hmm. Gibson's been playing fine lately. Yeah, I've been I've been more happy with Gibson's play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like to see a little bit more of Stellaris just to keep Gibson fresh. Absolutely. But yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is, is there anything specific that you want to touch on, I guess? Um, right, like, kind of just right, like just offhand. Um, I'll, I'll, we can go through some more comments here. See what yeah, sure. comes up. Uh, Ali's saying bright side is the goals one against Colorado tonight. So hey, there you go. Puts them up to two and three now. And Ospov had a solid fight. Cool. cool Sweet. Cool. Imagine losing in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, uh, I saw it too soon to Tampa, plus it's at home. Uh, Allie, just looked tired, missed chances, giveaways. Yeah, I mean, there was times he definitely didn't hit the net, I guess, like Nate said, a couple giveaways there. So, yeah. I mean, it's good if, you know, Trevor Zegers' B game, he still gets a goal and a couple yeah. good looks on <laughs> and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's, I guess that's kind of more the stuff you don't see as much on TV, and especially when we're doing the watch long, it's we're not always paying attention. So we'll uh, yeah, we'll take your word more for it we, if you were actually we were. there. So we we know you like to watch Ali. Uh, your name's Ali. Yeah, I know Ali. You like to watch uh, Trevor Zegers as well. So yeah, um, I did find it interesting, kind of how the uh, the pairings went again. We went back to that Fowler, Klingberg, Kulikov, Drysdale, Benoit, Shattenkirk look. Interesting. I mean, it was. I mean, Kulikov had a good game, so I think that really. Yeah. Um. It, it made well it. For, it made it better. Yeah. I I still would have liked to see though. Like I I do like Fowler Drysdale together. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, Kulikov Drysdale I think was was fine tonight. Yeah, it was fine. If and if they continue to be fine, then I'm fine with it, right? But if yeah. things start to go south again, you got to change it up a little bit there. So, um, yeah. yeah, they were even one for one there. Uh, they were on when uh, they got a goal. Um, they were on getting scored against, kind of thing. So, yeah, and so, uh, not bad. Yeah. So yeah, thirteen oh two for uh, time on ice for that pairing in particular. Uh, yeah, Fowler Klingberg obviously getting the majority of uh, defensive pairing time for five on five at uh, eighteen twenty three there tonight. So okay, <laughs> I like this from Allie. Called out by Carter. The look my boyfriend just gave me after you said. <laughs> 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 
to Allie's boyfriend, wa- watch her around Jamie Drysdale too. I know she's, <laughs> she's a fan there. So <laughs> those are the two you got to look out for. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, Andrew also saying we took too many penalties tonight. And where's the yeah defense? penalties yeah, was the, a big thing. To be fair, we sure. killed off two of them. We were one for three on the penalty kill. Is that right? Um. Or no, because like yeah, one. Yeah, one for three on the penalty three? kill. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess one of them we ended up drawing. Oh no, how did that work? Yes. No, we were. Oh yeah, we, we were on the penalty kill. We were on the penalty Stamkos kill. And took, they took, took yeah the penalty like. A little bit into it, but I mean, it was still like fifty seconds or so. But yeah, yeah, I guess the the power play goal ended up being the difference in this one for Tampa Bay, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, we were zero for two at first, and that was looking good, but could not get that third one. So yeah, no, it just wasn't working out there. So yeah, the the power play power play was trying, and I don't know they were getting like a a few solid chances, but. At the same time, it wasn't. It, it was improved, I guess. They missed the net a lot. <laughs> yeah, the shots were good. The movement was good, which is everything I like in a power play. And I, I, I said this on the pre-recorded stuff as well, so I won't get more into it. And I've said it like before to other people, and not or on the show. I don't remember, but um, I, I, I like the movement and I like the structure, but the results just aren't there. And yeah. a, a big part of it, I think, comes to hitting the net. Yeah, uh, looks like two shots uh, in the two power plays that we had total. Yeah, and we definitely had more opportunities than that, but it was <laughs> whether or not they hit the net, I suppose. Yeah, there was uh, yeah two misses in there. Um, one, two, four blocks. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of what uh, I'm I'm trying not to repeat myself because what I'm also thinking of like the full episode people are gonna hear about the Detroit game and that too. But it's like it's there's there's the volume there, but the chances like the actual attempts are they good attempts, mm-hmm. right? So it was it was better tonight. It was just with a couple misses in there, but it's still the quality of attempt needs to still be improved a little bit. Yeah, the. The thing with this too, though, is it's against Tampa Bay's defense, and they're yeah. known for just getting in lanes and making it hell for you to try and even get a shot through. So yeah, I'm not, no, I'm that, not that surprised at the four blocks, but uh, it is, or it, it can be a problem with other teams as well. So, mm-hmm. but I, I would like to see it against. Well, Vegas and Toronto aren't exactly. Yeah, it's not going to be team, a, so, a fun matchup. So I don't know, but I mean, I guess defensively, at least Toronto isn't quite built like Tampa or Vegas. So, I mean, I would like to maybe see our power play there and see what kind of opportunities we get mm-hmm. and how many shots are blocked. That's, that's to me, kind of the next game I really want to pay attention to. And it could be different against Vegas, too. I, I, I don't yeah. pay a whole lot of attention to them, but I know that their defense is closer to Tampa's level than Toronto's level, I suppose. So Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I like the looks that we got. And we didn't really talk much about um, about Drysdale on the power play, but I, mm-hmm. I thought he looks really good there. So, Yeah, I thought he looked decent as well. He was doing really well moving the moving the puck and kind of being what we were, uh, or I guess what we talk about uh, for Klingberg as well, just kind of those uh, those eyes and just kind of that vision. Like it was, Yeah, it was looking really good, I thought, tonight in particular. Mm-hmm. Which I hope that... Um, 
if we do move on from Klingberg after this year, which is the most likely scenario, then I hope that Drysdale kind of learns enough from watching him and, and practicing with Klingberg to be able to run the power play next year. And, and I'm glad yeah. that he's getting the opportunity to do a little bit of that this year already. But um, obviously he's not going to be on the top unit with Klingberg in town because like it, it just doesn't make any sense. So, Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, had a shot attempt as well. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, got, sorry, got a shot yeah. uh, on the on the power play there, and um, yeah, he looked yeah he looked he looked pretty good there. I thought so, uh, mm-hmm. pretty pretty comfortable there. So yeah, um, yeah. I, oh, Andrew had another comment here as well. Uh, where's yeah. the top shooters tonight? They're too sloppy, not in their game. I mean, a lot of that I think is Tampa's defense, like our are preventing the shots and making it hard to get the puck in the offensive zone, which I thought we were better at, but yeah, we didn't quite see enough. Well, I don't know. I, did you have like the blocked stats? Uh, like the like the attempts blocked? Yeah, uh, namely for guys like McTavish, Vetrano, and actually just kind of those two are who I want to see. Um, attempts. Okay, uh, McTavish and Vetrano, you said. Yeah. Um, yeah, shots just for shot attempts or whatever you have. Uh, Vetrano had five shot attempts, four yeah. were unblocked, and uh, let's see if what the actual shots were for him. Then or I guess it would just be on the the main uh, main stats there. Yeah. Uh, Vetrano with four shots. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, he he didn't miss the net tonight. Okay, well, that's good. Which, uh, I, then, I would be surprised if he did. Yeah, very and then who surprised. else were you looking for, sorry? Mason McTavish. McTavish. Let's take a look for a boy McTavish. Because he only registered uh, one shot, but I know he had more attempts than that. Yeah, one shot there and uh, three shot attempts. Okay. So, so yeah, a couple only, blocks. Yeah, a couple blocks in there too. Uh, as a whole, this Lightning team put up 19 blocks tonight. Oh, dang. So, yeah, getting in the lanes and that kind of thing. It's again, yeah, yes, it is a good Tampa defense that knows what they're doing. Yeah. But you got to create those opportunities for yourself as well and not throw it into yeah. lanes like that. Like, this is just one example. But like there was a point that it got to uh, Klingberg up top, and you can see right away that that lane is clogged, and he rivaled a shot right into the shin pads of the first guy there. I don't even know who it was. Yeah, but like that, like just that's one example out of a few. Mm-hmm. But like you just have to, you have to find better lanes than that, right? Like I, I understand, like that's where, like right down the pipe is kind of where it's optimal. Mm-hmm. But the other team knows that too, right? Like, yeah, exactly. They're going to clog that up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like some teams, Klingberg, or probably a lot of teams, a good majority, Klingberg could get that shot through. But you got to know your yeah. opponent, and there's there's no way you're getting that through on Tampa Bay. Like that, that's literally what they do is yeah. they just block lanes and sell out. For that, the, it's the it's not like, meaning to pick on Klingberg in particular, no. but that's just one that like stood out to me right away. Like I, I just you could see it coming, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, no. Don't do that. Well, that seemed like a team-wide problem, too. Yeah. Because, like, 
Mason McCavish fired a couple into, like, like his two blocks were like right into other guys' shin pads. I noticed, like, early on in the game, and I was like, well, obviously, yeah, I appreciate yeah. the effort from him, but like, you, you're a young, skilled guy. Like, you can make yourself a little more space to try and get the shot off. But at, the, at that point, it's a coaching problem. Like, somebody on the coaching staff, I'm not saying who it has to be, but somebody has to say, look, our opponent gets in the, the shot lanes. You can't just be firing things away because it's going to hit shins. Like, you got to, we got to create space. This is how we're going to do it. And then we're going to take the shots. We got to make a couple passes first. Yeah, exactly. Because you could um, see when we were like on Zegras's goal, Kulikov like waited until there was a lane, found the lane, got the pass through to Zegras, and he buried it. Right. So it's it's just that step that's missing. So can we put Kulikov in as the coach? <laughs> can we do that, player yeah. coach? Okay. You know what? I actually will pick on Klingberg here a little bit. The guys okay. that led not a category that you want to lead in, in shots blocked by a player, like their shot being blocked, mm -hmm. was Klingberg, Shattenkirk, and Vitrano. I'm not trying to pick on Vitrano as much because he was getting, like he did I got four actual shots on goal. Mm -hmm. um, well, didn't he only have but, one shot blocked? Uh, no, Vitrano had three oh. as well. I thought he only had five shot attempts though. Yeah, the numbers are not lining up there. Yeah. Oh, I, no, I think it was the unblocked shot attempts as well, kind of thing. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, but for, yeah, for Klingberg in particular, um, yeah, three shots blocked on, uh, yeah, what were the shot on? Yeah, okay, the numbers aren't lining up because there's two shot attempts there, but he's got, but there's three blocks. Um, that's oh, funny. maybe that is blocks actually by. Okay, I might be reading that wrong there. Sorry. Okay. That no, I was I was reading I was leading down a different hole apparently. Oh, okay. okay. No, that is that is blocks by them. Okay, so actually, okay. Klingberg, Petrano, and uh, and Shattenkirk led the team in blocks tonight. Okay, there you oh, go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. That's, that's yeah. Good. Sorry for okay. the mis for the misleading <laughs> there. So I was about to be like, yeah, you took three shots and you have an expected you had an expected goals in all situations of zero flat like. <laughs> yeah. yeah i was about to be like dude but no okay my apologies my apologies for that so but yeah there were definitely i guess two pick on klingberg though there were some uh that again that one being in particular though that were just like what like why are you throwing that right mm -hmm. like you're you're a veteran guy who was just looking for a massive payday right yeah. and uh there was a tweet that i saw though that was like is klingberg like klingberg might be kind of starting to show why teams were wary of that longer term contract kind of mm. thing so but um yeah I don't, I don't know so like there there were definitely positives in this game this team kind of breaking out of the system just a slight bit that helped them improve but it still kind of held them down a little anyway, bit yeah um yeah there are definitely positives for guys but like um to to Andrew's point though of the you know the the offense just not quite being there uh yeah expected goal percentage in all situations was not great uh Drysdale was uh the most on the team actually at uh 50.99% there um and and expected goals for a 0.31 on the night hmm. so compared to uh okay Tampa uh three guys below Drysdale's number. Uh, Cole uh, Perbix, 
Is that, is that how we say it? Perbix? Perbix, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Belmar. Oh, okay. So, yeah. This is definitely a rough night in the uh, in the shooting category there. Expected goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Zegers at .3, Terry at .59, which... You know, that's been pretty consistent for him. Uh, After that, though, it's a dramatic drop. You go from the point three of Zegers to uh, Grant and Comtois tied at 0.14. Yeah, the offense on, again, like just like those quality chances just wasn't there tonight. So there there were definitely, again, I I, I am kind of sounding like a broken record. There were a lot of good chances there, and there was definitely improvements, even just from the Detroit game. But there are still a lot of things to be done. So I, yeah. I do. Oh, uh, this is kind of hard right now with the post game analysis a little bit, because again, I don't want to repeat myself for what we talk about um, with, with this being attached to the rest yeah, of the I, We're going to be jumping to that right away. So I, yeah. Um, yeah. Do if, if you're watching the live stream right now, though, uh, do take a listen to that because uh, you get your first like good Nate rant of the season. I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, and it, like not to toot my own horn on it, but like I don't think I'm too wrong on it. Yeah. So um, last thing here, just because uh, we, I know we should probably get out of here and uh, get everything sorted for tomorrow and let everybody else go to bed since yeah. it's getting late all over the place. But um, I know this can be a long conversation, and maybe we should save it for another time. But I just want to know some brief. Thoughts. So, um, Ali saying, uh, I did have fun. Bummer they lost, though, in response to Lauren asking about the, she had fun at the game. Um, Hey, if you're at the the game, as long as you have fun, that is the main thing, right? As a spectator. So, like, and and that was a fun game to watch, I think. So, yeah. And Lauren says, Dallas Eakins, um, which is typical of Lauren on Dallas (laughs) Eakins, uh, Dallas Eakins can take the Greyhound bus or John Wayne Airport and get out of Anaheim. Ali says, ready to jump on the Fire Eakins train, definitely. Um, It's petitioned to fire Dallas Eakins, which Lauren made. Interesting. And I I know that it's early, but when the team starts, well, I I guess not starts, but after winning in very dramatic fashion on the home opener in what honestly should have been a loss to the Seattle Kraken. So the team goes 0-6, almost 0-7, but after winning, goes 0-6. That's not a good look for Dallas Eakins. Like, yeah, we've played some tough teams and we've been on the road, but like that's that's not an excuse because you're playing tough teams and going to be on the road all season long. So like, and this is a similar conversation to what's going on in Vancouver as well. Do you try and do you fire your coach to try and maybe salvage the season, or do you look at the draft this year and go like, you know what? We it sucks that we are tanking again, but should we just do it? Get a good draft pick, and then next year we'll, we'll have another NHL ready player who's young and and just ready to be inserted into the lineup. And then that's when we go for it. Like, yeah, what what do you do? And again, we should keep this a little short. But <laughs> at what point does Dallas Eakins get fired, if at all? I think it's. If you continue to have the embarrassing losses, the big losses, right? Like, if if for tonight's game of four two again with one as an empty net, if those are the games that you're losing streaks in, those are the ones that I'm not 
I'm okay to lose, I guess. Mm-hmm. With the idea of having that chance. If you're constantly being embarrassed, though, and you see it start to reflect in the players and how they carry themselves and that sort of thing, then that might be the time to make a change and hope that it works for your future as well. Don't you want to do it before it gets to that point? Maybe before players are like, I don't want to be here anymore? Not that they don't want to be there kind of thing, but like that they want the season to be done, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, I don't know. And it's kind of interesting, like between the, the comparisons of Vancouver and and Anaheim in particular, because like Vancouver hasn't even had a full 82 games, like full season of Bruce Boudreaux. Yeah. That might be a little bit of a rush thing, but at the same time, they almost didn't have him this summer kind of and thing. Whereas, also, whereas expectations were higher for them too, because they were, yeah. they made some, well, they were supposed to be good last year. Then they made moves that were supposed to be even better for this year. It was and now they're all in seven or moves. Yeah. They didn't really add anything to that, that roster, but like it was looking good heading into uh they, they didn't make the playoffs obviously but like it was looking good yeah right like they managed to crawl back and like that's a team that if they had won just like one or two more games at the start of the season there before like with travis green they could have been fine and made the playoffs um mm. anaheim is, is a little bit different in that sense though where like we've seen eakins now for four years right like the, on, on the broadcast tonight, they brought up his record at what was it like 70, 78 uh, to 108 78 to and 33 or something? Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's not great. And that's when you had guys that, yes, like a few guys were leaving and whatnot, but like you still had a still a, middle of the pack team. Yeah. Right. Like, and it's just gotten even worse from there. Like, yeah, you've been shelling out guys and whatnot, like, like your Mansons and your. Lindholm's and that kind of thing, but like something's got to give eventually because you can. It's it's become a lot more clear, especially with these last two seasons, that it's not a it's not so much the roster construction even. Yeah, because last year did look good to start the year, but it fell apart very quickly, and you could see where the cracks were coming from. Yeah, and it does start with the guy that's steering the ship. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one in six isn't good. So, like, it's, yeah. Like, how many more losses do we have to endure before something is done? We're, we're going to have a lot more. Again, I think it's just, if, if you're getting embarrassed, if you're getting, like, run out of the building each night, then a change yeah, needs to be but done. Even is if it's not the only non-embarrassing loss we've had? Boston. Okay, yeah. Where so you that's two? the point out of it. Yeah, but like, it it could be coming close. the The question is right now is like, who do you replace him with? Besides, just like unless you, you make one you of the assistants, have an, the interim, yeah, and yeah, you just you, say, okay, like we are like we are searching for a year to find a guy that will help this team just get better, right? And we will build the roster out from there and not kind of have one thing working against the other, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but it, it's the schedule doesn't get any easier. So we we gotta no. wait and see what happens. Yeah, I next two, next so. two games against Toronto and Vegas. Like, you know what? We play San Jose, Vancouver, San Jose after Toronto. 
if you don't if you don't pick up at least four points yeah I'd say it there yeah i'd say so as well actually you know what no because you, san, you have jose to win likes them. To, yeah. san jose likes to come out against us in particular i think mm-hmm. um and i and for vancouver something's got to give right but okay i'll go i'll go with three points yeah you got to go 500 yeah yeah, you, ha- you have to be 500 in those. You have to games. at least you have to at least win one, and if you lose two, one of them has to be in yeah. overtime. I, I it's, agree. It's I don't think a firing is coming, unfortunately, but fortunately, I guess kind of depending on what what you're looking at here. But yeah. um, at the same time, like it's I don't I don't think it's coming, but I wouldn't be surprised as well if it just becomes like no, this is this is too much. Right, it, it's yeah. one. It's one thing to it's one thing to lose while you're trying. It's another thing to be embarrassed, and you can't have, especially these young guys. You can't have them be embarrassed and yeah. have this weight on their shoulders this young, and especially at this early in the season. Yeah, like if we lose to Vegas and Toronto, and then San Jose and Vancouver, that's ten losses in a row. Yeah, we're already at six of those. So like that's that's tough. That's really yeah. Tough. Uh, I, I'll I'll pull up a couple of uh, comments here, yeah, Ali. Yes. At least we haven't had any jerseys thrown on the ice, and and that's because Anaheim fans know the expectation. Well, that's what right? she says it, here, right? That it, yeah, that it that's that it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be much of an improvement. Yeah, right? but yeah. It, we we were hoping for at and least it's the loyalty, an like she says, right? Yeah, it's so. the loyalty. Yeah, exactly. Like Anaheim fans are. Awesome for that respect. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and then like her comment here is such a low bar. Un- like, unfortunately, though, with again, this is four four seasons now with with uh, this this coaching staff, especially in Dallas Eakins, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. everything else has changed. The GM's changed. New leadership is in. Right. Uh, new players are in. Young guys are in. That's the thing that hasn't changed in yeah. the last while. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a low bar, but that's kind of where we're at, I think. Right. Yeah. Like seeing how this uh, team has been able to play. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, uh, a- Andrew pulling up like the GM will go. I, I do no, agree here with yeah. Lauren. He just got here last season. He hasn't Ver- even had a chance to replace a co- the Eakins as coach, right? Yeah. Ver- Verbeek has. Verbeek is the guy with the plan. It's yeah. how long are you going to let a guy that was hired not by you mess with certain aspects of that yeah. plan, I guess. Yeah. So. so, okay. Um, I, I definitely want to end on this note. So we'll do a quick break with DraftKings and we'll come back and we'll do something fun to end off this, <laughs> this live part of the episode. Nice and short. Nice and easy, but we'll see you guys in uh, just a little bit here. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Maybe you want to take the odds on Mason McTavish winning the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year this year. He has the second best odds on DraftKings Sportsbook behind Matty Berniers of the Seattle Kraken at plus 500. And if that wasn't enough excitement, 
You can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. Again, that's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, uh, Andrew Sands, see you guys later. He's heading out. Thank you very much for stopping by, Andrew. Good to see you. Uh, glad we could get you over on our channel as well. And uh, yeah, next time we do a watch along, then hope to see you in the chat. Yeah, thanks, buddy. All right. All right. Nate, we got some news. Yeah, you wanted to end this uh, live portion, I guess, uh, on a high note. And uh, so I'm happy to say that... Uh, Hopefully, it's available Thursday. Uh, <laughs> it is in review, but I can still show you what we have coming for some new TQR merch. Um, I was teasing Carter about this as well, that he hasn't seen what we're doing, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. He kind of let me just have the have the free reins with it. So. Yeah, I'll trust you. And uh, we know me, especially. I love the Mighty Duck, right, in particular. It's mm-hmm. it's part of the reason that it's our branding and that kind of thing, um, and uh, Carter especially I know uh, after our talk about the reverse retros mm-hmm. loves the eggplant and jade. Oh yeah. So I'm so glad that I had this coming down the pipe here. Let me pull it up, ladies and gentlemen. We will have some mighty collection, Ooh. which uh, if, if you're just listening to the the podcast version here. We're going to have a couple t-shirts, long sleeves, and some crew neck sweatshirts that uh, you can get in the Mighty Ducks colors of the eggplant and jade there. Um, and uh, yeah, shirts will come in the in the purple eggplant, uh, gray, white, and uh, in black as well. So um, yeah, just our logo kind of reworked. Um, this will maybe kind of show you a bit more that like our logo is kind of uh, based on like the original shoulder patch of the Mighty Ducks. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Not uh, again. Not to toot my own horn, but I definitely want to pick up uh, one of the sweatshirts actually for this one. Yeah, so. it looks, it looks pretty good. So yeah, I, uh, so I'm undecided uh, if uh, what I'm going to get. I mean, I have, I have a well, I guess a hoodie, which isn't a sweatshirt, but I have mm-hmm. a t-shirt. Maybe I'll go long sleeve for this one. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Maybe I don't so. know, undecided yet. But. Yeah, yeah, I yeah it looks to, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I might have to get a t-shirt and a crew neck. I think. Oh yeah. And I'll get the I'll get the long sleeve in uh in our in our normal black and orange. So. Oh yeah, that would work too. Yeah. But, but I'm I'm glad I could trust you on this one. I knew you would do something <laughs> good and it's uh it looks good. So. Yeah, and uh and as well there is another uh design coming down the pipe as well. I'm just putting the final touches on it and then that should also be available I'm thinking in the next week or two. So keep an nice. eye on uh the merch store, but yeah, if you want to get some uh some of the mighty collection um Thursday Friday the latest, uh, hopefully, uh, you should be able to get that. Um, and you can get that at tqrshop.myspreadshop.com uh, or Link. .ca if you're in Canada there. Mm-hmm. Link will be down in the description there as well, so you can just yeah. you can click on that if uh, 
so you don't have to like skip back and then grab a pen and write it down. It's it's all in there. Yeah, you just gotta click. So it's all good. It'll be good times. So and uh, as well as we uh, we we did add a another sticker to the collection as well. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, we, we we took the big D uh, energy uh, segment, I guess that uh, Carter does. Um, we had it as a as a as clothing and whatnot, but you can get a big D energy sticker as well to. Uh, put on your computer or your water bottle or that kind of thing. So whatever you feel, your yeah. car, car window. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it would do in the weather, but you can, you can try. You can try. Get a little <laughs> bumper sticker there. So yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a more positive note to end the episode or this part of the episode on. Um, so if you are listening to this pre-recorded, then you will jump over right now. All right. So the Ducks and the Red Wings, let's go back and talk about that game from I don't want to talk about it. I know. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Don't make me talk, talk about, about it. games with me, Nate. Don't make me talk about it. It's because the Ducks keep fucking losing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not a blast. <laughs> That's for sure. So, yeah, 5-1 loss. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, there, there, there was good things about this game, I guess. Um, if the you're a Red Wings neg- fan. Yeah, if you're, a, if you're a Red Wings fan. I was going to say the negatives outweigh the positives. That, not gonna, yeah. We're not going to harp on the defense. I said on the last episode, or was it two episodes ago? Now I'm not mm, not going to do that. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Not honestly, the defense as a whole. Yeah, I, I didn't think the defense honestly was like all of that bad. Like obviously, giving up 41 shots is maybe not ideal. But when you look at, actually, I don't even know how many were on the penalty kill. We, we looked at penalty kill stats before we started doing this, and I didn't even bother to look that up. But. Um, I feel like a large part of that is due to having uh, the the Red Wings having five power play opportunities. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. But um, yeah, I mean, the every team I think at this point, and again, we're pre-recording this part before the Tampa game tonight. But like mm-hmm. at the, at the time of this recording, every I think it's, there's only been one game that we haven't had minimum forty shots against. Teams just just yeah. just expect it at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, hey, get ready to. If you got if you got people that you know that have you on their fantasy team for any NHL players out there, let them know to start you for uh, the stats categories or the the shots category specifically mm-hmm. uh, on, on their fantasy team because doesn't matter what line you play on, you're gonna get a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. On the penalty kill, the Ducks gave up fourteen of those shots so 10 of them in the first period none in the second and four in the third which i I don't think we had any penalties in this yeah maybe we did i don't remember but so what was it 14 out of like in five 14 in five yeah okay so three like just technically under three shots kind of thing yeah like average yeah which isn't which isn't great that's a yeah think about it it's not it's not great but it's not horrible yeah it's not great for the penalty kill but when you take those 14 shots out and just look at the five on five numbers then that's quick math uh 27 yeah shots i guess to be five five five. five on five or power play or power play yeah which which the uh the red wings had one shot on our power play so 26 five on five shots against which I think that's fine. That's that's honestly reasonable. That's better. Still not great, but it's better. Like, yeah. like 
like you, you're seeing games throughout the throughout the league that are like 26 shots for the entire game. Oh right? well, yeah, not it happens, just five right? on yeah. five, but yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not trying yeah. to say the Ducks have like suddenly <laughs> transformed into the best like six defensemen in the entire <laughs> league, but like it, that'd it's be at least, nice. Like, it, it at least seems like it's more league average, and like you give up a normal amount of penalties. I don't know. Let's pick three, which might even be a little bit more to the higher end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three shots per, that's nine. So yeah. 37 shots. So like, it does, then at that point, we're probably not even talking about it, right? Yeah, fair enough. So, um, However, though, being on the penalty kill and being on the power play, though, they suck. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> the Ducks put on a fucking clinic on special teams, but not in the good way. This is like thought, a what not to do clinic. This like, is thought, the... Yeah, Sorry, I, 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 thought, I thought we cleaned this up last year. I thought we had this figured out. Like, I, I get it. You got a couple different guys in there now compared to mm-hmm. last year, but like, I thought system wise, we had this figured out now. Yeah, I thought so too. What the honestly. fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, I mean, our power play, like, yes, ten percent and twenty seventh is not great, but like, it still looks good. It's just not getting the uh, results, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. In my opinion, like I think they're doing a lot of good things as opposed to when we had the 8% power play. I guess that would have been two years back now. Uh, I was like, yeah. it doesn't look good and I'm surprised we're at 8%. Like, holy shit. But now it's at least like, okay, there's there's just something else going on. Like, whether it's lack of chemistry or something, like the system itself looks fine. Yeah, and like I'm trying to keep in mind as well that this is based off of, again, these current numbers that we're looking at are based off of six games. Yeah, But... I also like I can't give them that benefit of the doubt for much longer, right? Like not after tonight. At that point, it's it's seven games. You're almost a tenth through the season at that point. At, right? at eight, like, you would be a tenth. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's at that point, that's a it's enough of a sample to have an idea of what you have. Yeah, exactly. I think, right? Yeah. So, the, well, like, yeah, like still there is gonna be those weird outliers. Like right now, Colorado's still at a fifty percent power yeah. play which like is kind of expected but like it's not going to be at 50 percent all year it's no, eventually like going to go down to 30 num- right? like you see that number though and it still makes sense in your head right yeah so but like this number is like y- you see the production on ice and you look at the number and you go yeah that makes sense but <laughs> you try to come up with an excuse for it as well of like oh yeah like it's figuring it out but it's like no like that th- there's no more time to figure it out at this point right like yeah by saturday like we'll i think we'll have the idea of what this team is going to be unfortunately it doesn't look great so buckle (laughs) up it's going to be a bumpy ride driven by dallas eakins and the rest of the anaheim ducks here for this season yeah i i just don't physically understand why our power play sucks like you tell me okay we're making a power play it's going to be john klingberg at the point we're going to put trevor zegris on the wing um Mm -hmm. let's put mason mctavish in there as well. Ryan Strom, you know, he's good for just ripping it at the net. Frank Vetrano, Troy Terry, like, I know that was six guys, but it, it kind of has been changing a little bit. But, like, you, you list off those names, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, that's that's terrifying. You know? Okay, I, I think I have your answer here, though. Okay. How many of those guys have a shoot-first mentality? Mason McTavish and Frank Vetrano definitely do. Ryan Vetra- Strom... Vetrano. Vetrano I agree with. McTavish... Yeah. Okay, maybe we haven't seen it in the NHL, but... McTavish, it'll come. Yeah. But as of right now, at least on the power play, he's 
dishing. Zegras yeah. is dishing. Klingberg is mm-hmm. taking shots, but he's looking for the rebound attempts more than anything. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Like, so yeah, like, like besides with Trano, I, I, would, I guess even mm-hmm. on like the the top, maybe with Terry, you could you could argue. Yeah, we don't really have like as many shoot first mentality guys as we maybe should. On I'm, I'm going to argue. Power play. I'm going to argue with do. that there Please though do. because like yes. Typically, those guys aren't all shoot first guys, but with Zegras, I would say at least on the power play, he he wants the puck. He's like, give me the puck so I can shoot it. Um, like look at that first one, the uh, the first game. Sorry, the power play goal against the Kraken. Like he was calling for that one timer, and he was he was determined to do it. And I've seen that a few other times as well during the um, like just during the other games and power play opportunities. He hasn't necessarily capitalized on them, but I feel like he's at least attempting to shoot. And yes, there is that aspect of I'm looking for the pass, but I think he maybe understands that like somebody has to be a shooter on this team and Mm. we don't have that. So he's like, why not me? I can shoot the puck. So for Zegris in particular, two power play points out of his four this year, one of those being a, power play goal i do want to just like like check into the guys that we were just talking about yeah yeah for sure yeah um okay who else did we did we say here we said um uh troy terry uh, or john klingberg i'm just going in alphabetical here of like oh okay yeah yeah. uh klingberg this year uh well one power play point no goals um again though like i said he's more the he's he's more the the vision right and trying to um, if he's shooting on net, it's more for like a, a rebound or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Mason McTavish here, uh, one point on the power play, no goals. Um, can, we, can we look at uh, like shot attempts? Do you is that um, info or no? I don't have it offhand. I'm just like okay. I'm pulling this up from the NHL website. Oh, okay, right gotcha. Um, gotcha. Uh, let's see who else here. We said Ryan Strom. Uh, Strom's got a just the goal on the power play uh, so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Troy Terry. Yeah, we got two guys left, Terry. And yeah, so, okay, actually, Terry doesn't even have a power play goal. But, like, he's a guy that's taking shots, right? Like, out of all these guys, yeah. he has the most, just in all situations, 16 shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who's the last guy? We said Vetrano there. Yeah, I, I don't know um, if he's played a whole lot on the power play. Yeah, Vitrano's got nothing on the power play. Oh, okay. So far, yeah, so. I would like to see him on the power play though. Yeah, uh, let me pull up like a. Trysdale's been on our power play, hasn't he? I think more on the second, but. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Troy Terry with, um, yeah, five shots on the power play. Klingberg and Tavish both with four. Zegers only with two, but that's that's not shot attempts. Um, that's like actual like registered shots. Yeah. That's been another thing though, I guess, is that um even when you're looking at like those the like the shot stats, right? Is we aren't getting a whole lot of like actual shots. No. To the net, right? And that's yeah. something that needs to be improved on as well, right? Like the, you the have last to take two games have been better of that. They've been better. Like we got 30 some against the wings. Um I'm just trying to see if I can pull up the numbers here for that one. Uh, like, actual, 30, like actual shots. Actual shots, 33 yeah. against the Red Wings. So that's, I mean, when they get 41 and you get 33, it looks bad. But 33 just in isolation, not bad. And then against the Bruins, I feel like 
we did okay too. 31, so at least we're breaking the 30 mark because before we weren't. So I'm, yeah, and then Devils, you go back to that one, 20 shots on goal compared to their 41. So I think we're seeing improvements there, but it's, and now it's more maybe more about limiting the chances, so. Um, and it was, oh, that's showing me just the attempts on it and then the expected goals. Okay, I thought it was pulling up uh, like the actual uh, shots, like low, medium, oh, high yeah. danger kind of thing. Um, for this game, though, I guess for the uh, attempts, though, uh, yeah, no wonder why he was so like this. Isn't to discredit uh, like Billy Huso whatsoever, because mm-hmm. like he did have a go- he did have a good game. Like his goal save above expected ended at a one point four two. Yeah, like he, he did very well in this game. For uh, the danger attempts, though, uh, four high danger shots. That's awesome, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, like high danger is is definitely hard to come by for sure. Yeah. Um, so seeing four there is fine. Two medium danger, and then forty are all low danger. Like we might be, we we might have gotten more shots in that game, but they weren't great chances. Is the thing, right? Like, and yeah. that's been throughout this entire season so far. Like mm-hmm. as much as we've talked about, like oh yeah, like you know the guys are getting their chances and that kind of thing, right? It's, is is, at least that was the conversation at the start, right? It has dramatically went down just to low danger, like mm-hmm. it's not normally gonna happen. Kind yeah, of thing. the the one goal that we did get though, that's um, that's an example I think of like a low danger shot attempt paying off because like it was just like a, a weak ass shot that. Um, Terry like backhanded after he kind of lost control of the puck and then it went off of Huso's pad and then it got banked in or chipped in by um, Zegras and Henrique was right there too. So that, if we can play like that and turn those low danger shot attempts into better chances or into goals, that's great. Yeah. But that, I just that don't think it from that, a, that turned it from a yeah. low danger to a high danger. Like that's how it's listed here on, oh, on top is. of being a rebound goal against. Yeah. Well, the goal would be, but Terry's initial shot would be a, its own shot and that would be a low danger, right? Would it not? Presumably, yeah. So I think if they're if they're separating it into low and then an, yeah and after that a high danger attempt. But like I just think our system isn't like the system that Dallas Eakins is trying to run isn't built to capitalize off of those low danger like shot attempts turned rebound turned high danger shot attempt. Like it's it seems like it's just volume volume, 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 and hopefully someone will be in the right position. It's not, mm-hmm. okay, let's throw the puck towards the net and then ideally a nice juicy rebound comes out somewhere into that home plate area and if it's on the right side, we got Henrik sneaking in. If it's on the left side, we got Terry. If it's down the middle, like uh, Jamie Drysdale's maybe coming down the slot to see if he can pick up that rebound. Like it, it, We're not playing that way. It's just throw it at the net and oh, now it's going the other way. And yeah, I was gonna wasted say, I was gonna, opportunities, right? So I was gonna say the issue with like just going with the like the volume and hoping for something is that like we're not even getting volume. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've had over 30 shots in a game this season. Second, right? second, but or, not by much. Second? But yeah, the, in the last two, Bruins 31, I th- I think I just saw, and then this one was. But before that, though, like you're you're shooting like low 20s if you're lucky. It seems like for this yeah. team, right? So like you mm-hmm. can't be relying on volume either no no but, but i think my my the point i i guess i'm trying to make here is like if dallas eakins is like okay we're not getting enough shots let's just get more shots to the net and then the team's like okay like you just want more volume and he's like yeah more volume that's what we need just it doesn't matter everything every shot on net has a chance of going in like that seems like the mentality he's preaching and i don't 
I, I'm not agreeing with it because I don't think that's the way it needs to go. It needs mm. to be, um, let's throw more things on net, but then let's have a plan for afterwards because otherwise you're just like basically passing the goalie the puck and then he's going to make a play on it to his teammate. Right? Yeah, which it, it does definitely make sense as well, like taking a look. Shot attempts blocked by the Red Wings was 18. That's 18, okay. that's 18 chances that we took that they stopped right so yeah like your like your idea of just hey like swapping it just to volume that's great mm-hmm. but i'm also looking at the shot attempts and that just shows me that like yes there's volume there it doesn't look like they're coming from good spots if guys are getting in front of them easy enough right like mm-hmm. uh like we were talking off air uh before like moritz cider had five blocks alone in yeah. this game right which again moritz cider fantastic defenseman right and uh like was a like it, it was earned that Calder Trophy last year, mm-hmm. um, and Olimata had three there, right? Like, um, like you had a lot of guys with multiple blocks actually in this game. Um, I think it's four or five for the Red Wings, but uh, like if it's it's not to discredit those defensemen, but those numbers should be lower if we're taking better chances. Mm-hmm. I guess, right? So, like, yeah. it's volume for the sake of volume and hoping something works. Yeah. It's it's not working, though. Something needs to change. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. Well, yeah. We're, I mean, we're, ba- we're almost in agreement. We're basically in agreement. Like, yeah. Like, just we, we volume have, isn't like we good, have this but, same idea, but. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're You're just kind of saying, like, instead of volume, why don't we go for quality? Whereas I'm like, I like the volume, but we need a, a follow-up plan because... If, because obviously volume isn't working, so it's volume plus, and you're just like, how about quality? Is that is that what you're kind of saying? Or it's okay. My plan B would just be to go to quality, and at this point, yeah, plan A is not working. You got to okay. go to plan B. So, like, I want to see some quality chances. I don't want to see forty low danger chances, right? Like, I want to see yeah. the at least the medium danger go up because those are ones that are more likely to squeak by kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. Like yeah. I think, I think so too, but yeah. Like, just and, a, and I'm, I'm kind just, of just different styles, I guess. Yeah. So. And I'm kind of reflecting on myself a little bit here. Like as I'm talking mm-hmm. of like, this is a team that has a chance as well. A, a decent chance, at least to start mm-hmm. at the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Right. And yeah, it's, it's, except- it's Vancouver is just getting in our way, really. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's like an internal struggle at the same time for myself, at least watching this team because I want them to do good, right? I don't mm. like doing all of these episodes and like like harping on what needs to improve and that kind of thing. We've mm. done this for at this point almost three and a half years, and I say half because there was the start of the season last year where things were going awesome, right? Yeah, but like. Like, I'm kind of sick of doing this, and I'm sure that like players on the Ducks that have been around are sick of doing this also, right? The there fans, needs to be yeah. improvement here, and the fans are absolutely sick of it as well, right? Yeah. Like, like we're we're making memes about our own team at this point of how yeah. shitty it is, right? Yeah. Something has to give here, and it has to be soon if you're wanting to like salvage anything just out of the franchise as a whole, right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I, like I I get that. Um, but you know, like there, there are definitely teams that go for long rebuilds and that kind of thing, right? And we're 
technically from Bob Murray's comments, like early on kind of thing, right? Like before he mm. left. But yeah, realistically, this is like year this is like two year or three. Two. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, though, it's only year two or three, and there doesn't feel like there's been a whole lot of progress made. Maybe to the roster, yes. Mm-hmm. To everything else, though, that the roster is supposed to apply and whatnot, mm-hmm. no- nothing else seems to have improved. So it's keep Dallas Eakins around if he gets us Connor Bedard. But the thing or, is, or is, another is, good player too. Is, is that it, yeah? But like you can only give us that chance for a lottery pick, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we could get easily screwed out of it, right? Like, but take take a look back to the McDavid sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, Buffalo technically had the best chance at Connor McDavid. Yeah, people were buying Buffalo Sabres jerseys with McDavid ninety seven on the back, mm-hmm. and it didn't go their way. Yes, so, but like, because you, that was a deep draft, which 2023 is supposed to be, they still got a good player in Eichel. So, Ducks finished bottom five in the league. Yeah, yeah you maybe don't have, you're not, or well, let's even say that they get uh, they, they finish worst. They get the best odds to get Bedard. Mm-hmm. Then they could, like you said, still not end up with that. We might pick fourth because it happens. You can technically drop down yep. to that fourth spot. And if uh, if that happens, yeah, it sucks because it's not Connor Bedard. But we're still going to get a good player because there's Connor Bedard, who is elite level player. There's um, I forget his first name, but Michkov, that Russian guy who we saw in the World Juniors last year, who was also going to be another elite player. So then picks three and four are just like one and two in a normal draft. So we're still getting like a solid player, like a Mason McTavish level player, I think. Ideally. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah, so. like I'm... Again, it's it's an internal struggle, but yeah, I'm sick of going for personally at least and i'm sure a lot of fans and uh i guess it doesn't matter as much for the players maybe so but at least for myself and i'm sure a lot of fans i'm sick of drafting in the top 10 right like we like we started this show we drafted trevor zegras number nine uh 2020 we drafted jamie drysdale number six uh 2021 we drafted mctavish third overall Mm -hmm. um and then this year was uh, Mintikov at number 10, right? Like four years at least of being in the top 10 there. Yeah. I, I'm kind of sick of it. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to balance it in my head. The reason yeah. I brought up Buffalo though, is because that's like worst case scenario where you are stuck in that position because Nothing changes. The roster may change. It looks like it, it's it's mm-hmm. improved and whatnot. You get flashes here and there of what it could be, but just nothing actually changes. And I don't want that for this team because this is a team that the players on it, especially like those like some of those top guys that we just talked about there, right? Like Zegers, Drysdale, McTavish, Terry, uh, hell, even Gibson, right? Like he's mm-hmm. he's still young compared to like yeah. the average age of goalie breaks into the league. Right, mm-hmm. like this is the age that normally we've seen guys break in, right? Goalies, yeah. For yeah, for goalies, like this is a team that has potential, and it would be a shame if it gets wasted, right? Mm-hmm. And it's you know uh, a Trevor Zegers gets traded elsewhere. No, 
and and I don't no, even want to hear it. Don't you're, no, no years no. years down the line, years <laughs> down the line, like a Jack Eichel, and he's happy to get the hell out because he gets sent to a team that actually wants to do something. I hope that's not the case here. I don't think it's going to be with Pat Verbeek, but I think until we see some changes in how this team plays, coaching staff and whatever else surrounding it, even what the Samuelis want to put into this team, mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to this. So, yeah. I, again, I'm, I'm trying not to be down, but I'm just like, is it is a it's an internal struggle of like yeah if we're bad we got a chance at Bedard but then it's that realization of you have a chance at Bedard it's not guaranteed yeah so so well, yeah sorry sorry for I, I, I sorry for the rant no, I guess I haven't had a good rant in a while but I'm just like <laughs> God this fucking team sometimes it's, I'm I'm honestly impressed because like I feel like it's been <laughs> boiling over for the last at least week because like. <laughs> We won the first one, so yeah, that's great. We get to celebrate. You lose a couple games, it's like, okay, yeah, we were kind of expecting yeah. that. But like for the last, well, last Wednesday, this Sunday, then I was like, man, I'm, I'm surprised Nate just hasn't like gone <laughs> off on this team. But you're like, no, I'm going to be good. And now it's happened, so. I, I, said I, wouldn't sh- I said I wouldn't shit on the defensive systems anymore because that was like an entire season mm-hmm. last year, basically. And I, like, I don't want to sound like a broken record. So I'm going to yeah, try to fair. find more things and whatnot but like more things to be upset about which isn't hard to do with <laughs> more this things team. to be upset about or more things just to like to pump up right to kind of yeah. keep that better mentality of there's the potential here right but yeah. it's when that potential is getting squandered mm-hmm. is what pisses me off i guess yeah so. we we went so off from talking about this game specifically <laughs> which is hilarious i think i um, apologize for that no that's fine um I, I don't remember if we even said this, but the uh, the power or the penalty kill, sorry, um, currently 31st in the league, 65.4%. <laughs> not good. Something needs to improve. They're still puck watching. That's that's what I observed in this game. It's yeah, it's not good. So it's. I'll just say yes because I li- I literally just said I'm not going to shit on the defense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's okay because everything else is. Um, well, no, it's not like good things, but well. This one can, it's not really good or bad, I guess. So I talked, I think, a couple episodes ago about how Shattenkirk plays two on ones and just tries to yeah. like knock him down with a stick and how that is the least effective way to do it. And um, he repaid you by asking Dallas Eakins to go into the shootout and shitting the bed there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've been watching um, just other players to see like if it's a system thing or if it's a Shattenkirk thing. And I've determined it's a, it's a Shattenkirk thing. So uh, please, Kevin, if you're listening, just figure that one out for me. Um, because twice during this red game, I thought to myself, uh, or there was two on ones, uh, one with Drysdale, one with Klingberg. And I thought, wow, that's like a way better way to do a two on one. Drysdale tried to take the body on a guy and yeah. Klingberg, um, he like went down on a, on a knee to block the pass, but like, you know, close, like in the middle of the yeah. lane, like he, it wasn't stick. He was, he got his body in front of it. Great. Yep. Those are the two things that I said that you should do on a two on one, not just stand <laughs> there and like test your hand eye coordination. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's great. I was like ecstatic. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, look at, look at how good this two on one breakup is. I'm going to clip this. I'm going to put it in the episode and be like, look at this. Look at how right I was. They did this in this, like in the same game. And then literally seconds later, I was soul crushed because both of those plays ended in goals. Drysdale took the body on, uh, I think it was Valeno with Detroit. And like 
generally pretty good. Like he wouldn't get a shot off, but because Valeno was still so hard on his stick, it just like tipped off of his stick and went in anyways. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like stunned. I was like, how? How does that happen? Okay. Like Drysdale was literally hanging off of him like a like a monkey. But Valeno's just such a fucking gorilla that it didn't even matter. Okay, but so for Valeno though, yeah. was it harder to get that pass off? Uh, to receive the pass, you mean, and get the or shot. To receive the pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Was yeah. it harder for him though? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it's yeah, still That's keep all doing I it obviously. Care about. Yeah. <laughs> I I just wanted to be able to take that clip and be like, look at this. And and then yeah. passes broken up, Terry picks it up, breakout pass to Zegris, goes the other way for a great scoring up. I like I wanted to be like, look at how well this worked, but I can't really. And then with Klingbergs, he blocked the pass and then it like so it hit his leg and then like went towards like kind of off to the side and then Gibson just kind of went to kick it into the corner. It goes back off Klingberg. Or I don't know, whatever. Klingberg blocks <laughs> it, the pass. It was a weird goal. Yeah. yeah, and it goes like all fucky. And then the Detroit guy <laughs> just picks it up again, throws it in front, and then both Klingberg and Gibson are like out of the play now. And they're like, where yeah. the fuck did the puck go? And then it's in the net. And I was like, yeah. that would have been so perfect if like you just blocked the pass. But no, you had to block the pass into the other team's stick yeah like, that one i like, just chalk it was just up weird to, right that one i just chalk up to a mishap or that kind of thing yeah exactly um, but it's still like the right way to play but i just can't use it as like an example i can't clip it and tag kevin shattenkirk in it on twitter <laughs> and be like watch this L- watch and learn yeah you know? i i would gladly love to sit shattenkirk for a little bit and uh try oh. her up there but then i remembered oh yeah right we shipped his ass off to florida <laughs> I mean, Ooh, you could try putting you could try putting Brett Leeson uh, on, on defense. There. <laughs> Fuck, that's that's essentially who we got in return from the Capitals. I'm going to have great hairs by the end of the season. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Um, okay. Ending on a positive note. Yes, 41 shots against isn't great. Yes, five goals against isn't great. Um, but 36 saves for John Gibson. I thought he was just like calm and l- l- like we talked about against the Bruins. Like he just yeah. looked like the Gibson we know. Um, and like you can't really put many of the goals on him. No, this is a game where he just didn't have the help in front of him. Uh, a negative mm. one uh, goal save above expected. So, yeah, like there's there's not much that I'm really looking at that one and going like, okay, that's on Gibson kind of thing. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, even like yeah, the weird Klingberg one. Like Klingberg tried to help, and then it just like went all fucky. So like again, yeah. like he still like kind of had the help, but just yeah. Like when two of five goals are listed as rebound goals, right? Which are like you're having to move suddenly, right? Yeah. It's it's not like it being able to get set up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming because of the they, them beat the rebound goals, that's the ones that are the high danger chances here against so the yeah. high danger goals um, with three medium danger like. Yeah, you know, if there was like a low danger goal in there or something like that with the with the negative kind of thing, I'd be like, yeah, you know, maybe Gibson should have had this one or whatnot. But like looking at the stats, looking at how he played, I'm not putting it on mm-hmm. him. So it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a great outing, but it's not his fault at the same time. Yeah. It just if, if that makes sense. It does. No, absolutely. I think it does. It just sucks because like he can put together a solid game and like if 
if you just like didn't keep score, right? Like Gibson would probably walk away being like, I feel like I played a pretty solid game. Like that was that's pretty good. Like I, I made some good saves, I made some big saves, like I was my rebound control was fairly good, right? And like so you you feel good about that. And this is the way that Gibson should play. And when he plays this way, he's at his best and the team is genuinely at his best. But it sucks because he played that way and then the result was still five a 5-1 loss. So you look at that and you're like, what the fuck? Like no matter what I do, we're just we're our team is ass. I'm thinking like, of scenarios in my head here, but like, is that how Dallas Eakins goes into the locker room after games? Guys, don't worry about the score. That was a great game. Like, there's no score in that. Mm. This is a fucking NHL. <laughs> he's yeah. He he seems like a more no. victory type of coach, right? Like where it's like, oh. okay, yeah, guys, we lost, but like we got a power play goal tonight, and like we we didn't get a power play goal last game. So like, candy for everybody, you know. That's where you need the coach from Letterkenny to go in and just boot a garbage can into his face and be like, no. No, no, no. No, shit. no, no. John Tortorella is already taken by Philadelphia. So oh, right, right. Sorry. No. So good try, though. Good try. You can hire me then. I'll gladly do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So there's a, there's a reason I don't skip leg day. It's purely to kick a garbage, garbage can. can yeah. <laughs> We're going to move on from this now, but I like how the... Please, before the, I lose my sanity. Literally, the, the last words you said before we started recording, you're like, yeah, we don't have to talk much about the Red Wings game. Like, four points, <laughs> 30, 30 seconds each, I would say, we could aim for. No, how about 30 minutes for the whole topic? <laughs> to be fair, if you take out my rants just about this team not improving around the roster itself, yeah, it, we, we, it's, probably it's probably did, we probably did okay. So. It's probably a 10-minute conversation on yeah. the game. So yeah. it's, my, it's my rant. <laughs> It's my rant. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. And, and, uh, and again, remember, this part is being recorded before Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm betting you this is almost going to sound potentially relaxed compared to the Tampa game. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Let's get into uh, some other things. Oh. Um, do you want to? Do you want to jump around? What do you want? What do we want to do? We got five sections coming up here. You pick. This, uh, this is Nate's pick. <laughs> My pick. Uh, let's let, let's go with the big. Let's go with the big D energy move. Okay, that's always that's okay. always a good time. We got a yeah. couple there. Wait. You know what? Well, I know what's quacking is something we normally do on Wednesdays. We can maybe cut that out here just for time's sake. Oh yeah, we could do that because there are things that are more important, I guess, to talk about here quick. So yeah, yeah for sure. And, um, and we'll we'll try to keep them brief. Yeah. So for the big the big D energy move this week, you're getting a twofer, and I mean you're I getting think a twofer. I think we forgot to do it last week, so really it's kind of just more of a makeup, I guess. <laughs> so, but if, if you didn't listen last week, you're a new listener. You you get to start off with a two for one big D energy move here. So if you're if you're pick. a new listener and this is your first episode, <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> so the first one, uh, not in order of any importance, by the way, but uh, Rasmus Dahlin opens the season with five goals in his first five games, which sets a new NHL record for the most goals by a defenseman to open the season, which is one of those weird, obscure ones. But like, Yeah, or it's like longest like goal streak by a defenseman to start the season. So, yeah, something, Some, yeah, something like that. Lines. Yeah. Um, so I think the record was three, and then he tied it and then broke it for four, and then he was like, ah, let's, let's do a fifth one in there too. Yeah. Which is pretty Buff- sick. Buffalo in general, though, like... Dalis, I feel like, is just the tip of the iceberg here. Buffalo oh, in general has just gotten off to a hot start. 
And yeah. it's been kind of fun to watch. Not when they beat my Flames or I guess for you, your Oilers uh, for the Flames thing. Then I have to go on game over Calgary on SDPN. <laughs> uh, that's the only loss that the Flames have this season. But um, yeah, Buffalo has just been good, right? Yeah, like, like all of them. At least for the Alberta teams there. Those are teams that are supposed to be shoe-ins for the Pacific Division here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? exactly. Like for for yeah. the playoffs, like, like that's that's good. like they did a sweep of Western Canada, right? Because they mm-hmm. they also beat Vancouver as well. But at this point, who hasn't beat Vancouver? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, that comment might get me fired by Dylan actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, who who are they playing? Were there other two games? Kings as well, wasn't it? Uh, I don't was remember. Win- was Winnipeg one of those that included for like, the Western? Mm, anyway, I don't know. That, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Buffalo's been playing awesome. Uh, Eric Comrie looks really good and is giving Craig Anderson a run for his money, but Craig Anderson still looks good, also. Mm-hmm. Like, this team is just working right now. Uh, when I was talking with Audi on uh, Game Over Calgary there after that game, like, we, we kind of compared the Buffalo Sabres this year what we've seen so far kind of to the ottawa senators a couple seasons ago in the bubble season right where like they may not outskill you but they are going to outwork you and that's Mm. how they're going to get their wins right like this team is looking really good and like yeah dolan is a big uh part of that but like he's also just the tip of the iceberg right oh for sure yeah but yeah he's just been on another level he leads defensemen in points so to start the season, like if, if he can keep this up, which I think he very much can because he's a very, very good player. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a shot at the Norris this year. Yeah. That's like he could be a he could be a sneaky pick. If you put money down on him with uh with DraftKings to start the season for Norris, like you probably got a sick return coming your way. So probably um, yeah. That, that's my bet anyways. So for uh for Rasmus Dahlin, opening the season by setting a new NHL record with a five game goal streak. That's a... Uh, that is part one of this week's a big energy move. Good, good stuff. We uh, I laugh at that clip still every time. That's so good. Set part two. We've got uh, Phil the Thrill Kessel setting an Ironman record for the second time in as many seasons. Not him, but in general. Um, with 990 straight set, yeah. games played. Um, and, and on top of that, scored his 400th NHL goal. In that his game. second 400th NHL goal, because the first time he scored his 400th NHL goal, it got called for offside. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that was the game before, right? <laughs> the game before, yeah. yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> that's when he tied the record. So the, the, I bet the conspiracy theory, the league called that off because they wanted him to do it in, uh, in this game. Why against San Jose, though? Well, I don't know, because, like... It's well, no, because it's like the nine ninety. Like oh, it's the, gotcha. the record breaking. Like you, you, yeah. you double, you double down on the. Yeah. Okay, you said double one milestone yeah. and another milestone. Okay, I could. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Now, now he gets two hot dogs after <laughs> instead of one from from Gary. There. <laughs> Did you see his uh, his pregame interview as well? Just like talking about uh, like his career and whatnot. He's so funny. <laughs> he's, he's just like, yeah, I just I still like to play. I still can play, so I'm gonna keep playing. Basically, I'm just like I love this man. Yeah, right. It's that's so good. Like, there's a tweet yeah. that I saw. It's like had some like 
maybe not glamorous pictures of him. We'll call it that way. <laughs> and it was just like, just imagine in 20 years, your kid asks you like, hey, who has the streak for the like the most games played in a row in the NHL? And you have to show him pictures of this guy. <laughs> yeah, right. I, apparently too, because they were talking on like I, I, when I was watching uh, Sportsnet Central afterwards, they were talking and like there was uh, an interview that came out um with with some guys around the league about Phil. I don't remember how long ago it was, but Blake Wheeler had said that, um, yeah, like, he doesn't drink water. Like, Phil Kessel doesn't drink water, and apparently it's real. Like, he, like, hardly drinks water. He just, like, crushes Coca-Cola or, like, whatever else. So, like, this dude's crushing hot dogs. He's not drinking water, and yet he's played 990 straight NHL games. Like, he's busting his ass still in the gym and almost has a thousand games under his belt in a row, not just in his yeah. career, in a row. Yeah, right? So it's just it's just so impressive, man. And, like, not to take anything away from Keith Yandel because he was obviously a, a really, really good player still. But, like, closer to the end of the streak, he was... It was for the sake of the streak. It was for the sake of the streak that he was getting games a lot of times. Like, yes, he could still play and keep up with it, but there was potentially times where he should have been scratched and there was times he could have been and the team was like, fuck no, that's not happening. Yeah. Like the players, right? So, yeah. but with, with Phil Kessel, that's never been in question. It's it's literally like, oh. yeah, no, we want this guy on our team and he is going to play in a significant role mm-hmm. for all of these games. So like there's been no threat of like healthy scratching him. So yeah. I, I in, do, my, in that way, I, I like it better. Actually, I'm glad that he has it not. Yandel. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, yeah. No healthy scratches, no injuries. I was gonna say the only the only thing that threatened his streak was his kid being born. And props to the Arizona Coyotes. I don't say a whole lot of nice things about them, but then again, like the Ducks, there's not just many things to be able to say that are nice about them. Mm-hmm. Um sacrificing a roster spot essentially in their lineup that night uh, to have him play one shift and then hop him on a charter, like private plane to go yeah. to the birth of his child. Like that's, that's awesome. That was, so. that was, that was a classy move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so which, yeah, that you shouldn't have a streak broken for that. Like, no. Nah. So it's, you should have a game added for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, that's good. And so, in honor of Phil Kessel and his 990 games played, here is 990 big duck energy move. A big energy move. A big energy move. Okay, that's good. A big energy move. Oh, I'm kidding. God. We're not doing 990. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but can we have one more though for his kid being born on the night of a game and threatening the streak? That is a big energy move. <laughs> there you go. Not even born yet. <laughs> yeah. So two for one here with the uh, with the BDE move of the week. Okay. Let's uh, go to. Yeah. I guess let's keep it um, away from the Ducks. We'll come back at the end. So Gulls update. Let's uh, see how they're doing. Not. Uh, I mean, but par for the course. Same as the Anaheim Ducks. So like a father, like affiliate, I suppose. Yeah. Father, like, yeah, father, like, son, I guess if you want to call it that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, doc, <laughs> like parent, like, like child. Yeah. <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. There you go. We finally got to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's, isn't there like a birds of a feather one? Like, birds of a feather come from the same pair or some shit? I don't remember what it is. Doesn't matter. Something like that. Someone yeah. will correct us. Okay. 
Anyways, San Diego Gulls back-to-back losses against the Ontario Reign. They lost their home opener 2-1. to one, And then in Ontario, the next night lost 5-1 to one to put their record at 1-3 to start the season. So, you know what? Very similar to the Ducks, actually, because they won the first <laughs> game of the season and then just been, uh, been losing ever since. Lost after that. Yeah, so they're currently sitting uh, eighth in the Pacific Division out of 10 teams. Uh, your scoring leaders for the Ducks, Nicholas Brilliard, has six points this season and two goals, which is tied with three, four, four other guys. Uh, nice. or Yeah, four tied, I guess. Um, Glenn Godden is sitting at five points and then Brendan Tracy and, uh, Oli Ulevi have four. And then I guess it's a tie for fifth place there. Rocco Grimaldi and Daniel Reagan with three points each, uh, yes. looking over at the goaltending stats there. Uh, Lucas Doslow has played in three games at this point, uh, eight goals against for a 3.66 goals against average, uh, an 882 save percentage as well, the, a record of 1 1 and 0 oh, by the looks of it. Uh, Ole Erickson Eck, uh, two games played, eight goals against for a 4.58 goals against average, uh, 0 2 and 0 record, and a 864 save percentage. So, kind of, yeah, but uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Goalies are struggling in front with yeah. or with what's being provided in front, mm-hmm. I think. So, but yeah. yeah, I mean, still early, so we'll see what happens, but um, I guess we'll have three games to talk about next week in regards to the goals as uh, tonight, they will be facing the Colorado Eagles sixth in the Pacific division, two and two record there. Uh, and that game will be in San Diego. And then two road games on the weekend, heading all the way up to Canada to play the Abbotsford Canucks who are seventh in the league, or sorry, in the division, uh, two and two record there. And those games are Friday and Saturday up in Abbotsford. So yeah, uh, opportunity for the Gulls to maybe make up for their losses. Potential to be four and three. That'd be nice. Yeah, important divisional games though. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's how that's going. I think that's, yeah, that's about it for Gulls update, I suppose. And... That leaves us just with uh, upcoming games to talk about for the Anaheim Ducks. Cool. So, If you would like to see Phil Kessel extend the streak in person, mm-hmm. go to Las Vegas on Friday. Yeah, that should be the 992 game because I think they're playing tonight, um, are they not? Wednesday night. I thought Vegas. I think so. Let or me no. double check or no. that. No, no, they're not playing tonight. Oh, no, they played Monday, Tuesday, so then... Oh yeah, they have a little. Yeah, they have a break. Okay, so Friday, game game nine ninety one. Then, yep, is uh, what what you can see there in Vegas, if that is you live in Nevada because it is Nevada Day and the game is at three p.m. Pacific time. So, only if you either don't work or live in the state of Nevada can you actually watch this game, or if you work from home, I suppose, then you can. You can also be like me this summer with the uh, World Juniors and just throw it on while you're at work, either on the radio yeah. or just like little corner of your screen with the stream mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, like <laughs> I I am working and there is hockey on, so you got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, which is fair, which is fair. So uh, yeah, so Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific time in Vegas is when you can catch that one. I suppose we should talk a little more about Vegas than... 
that, but they have been uh, pretty good. They've, been, they've been doing okay. They've been doing okay. Uh, eight games played, a 6-2-0 record for 12 points and a plus 10 goal differential. A lot of people are eating their words. I know it's still early in the season, but saying, oh, your, t- your only two goalies are out and you're going to rely on rookie Logan Thompson? Like, say goodbye to your season. Oh, mm-hmm. you got rid of Max Pacioretty for a nothing at this point right like yeah say goodbye to your season like you, you're just trading the next best thing people don't want to play in vegas morale is so low yeah no they are we are very wrong because vegas is hot and logan yeah. thompson is hotter is hot yeah yeah uh yeah i'm just pulling up uh thompson's stats here in particular uh, five games played this season, a three, two and no record with a nine thirty one save percentage. Um, and I am going to pull up his, uh, advanced stat here as well, mm-hmm. just for, uh, goal save above. Uh, what are we looking at for Logan Thompson? Odd, uh, nice 3.4 above expected. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's all right. That so, is yeah. okay. Um, I mean, yeah, that hints for- that like he could regress back to like, the average, right? But also, mm-hmm. it, it's he might just be a lot better than people expect him to be. So, yeah, and even Aiden Hills played three games this year as a nine thirty five mm-hmm. save percentage and hasn't lost yet. But, um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like it's like that. That was the reason I had them in. I think I had them in fourth in the division, which like could still be a playoff spot. But yeah. it was the only like the reason I kind of put them in that middle there was I was like this could still work out for them because the rest of the team does look fine, but yeah. it was just the skepticism on yes it is a young goalie we've seen guys come in uh, who play really well to start and then quickly drop off we've mm-hmm. seen from Aiden Hill as well that he's not a starting guy really yeah um, but uh, this is kind of working out so far. Um, yeah, I'm not sure when Brassois is supposed to come back offhand. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, and, it's not Leonard's like gone for the soon, season, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we already knew that Leonard's gone for the season. So, um, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of wonder at the same time with uh, what we know of Vegas and what they like to do. This works well for Thompson. <laughs> Throwing it out there, uh, what happens to Robin Leonard? Don't know, man. I really don't know. So get goes to an organization that treats them right, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I for that guy, I would really hope so. Honestly, yeah. he's been shoveled around because of his mental health and whatnot. And it's not mm. fair, I don't think, to him. Yeah, so. I, I I would say bring him to Anaheim to be a, like a one A or a one B with John Gibson, but I don't think being in Anaheim under Dallas Eakins is great for anybody's mental health. So maybe, not watching yeah. Dallas Eakins <laughs> hockey is not great for mine. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, maybe if we replace a coach, then then maybe yeah. Leonard uh, would be a good fit here. But that's all right. <laughs> yeah. I but yeah, I mean, like you take a look at Vegas's lineup, right? And like. They still have a deadly top six. Phil Kessel on the third line. Their defense is the same as last year, and that was really good. So it's mm-hmm. it, it's it really just comes down to the injury question marks, I guess, with um, well, their two goalies, um, and then also Mark Stone, uh, Jack Eichel, obviously a couple top six guys there. Like you lose either or both of those guys, and maybe your team starts to fall apart a little bit. But yeah, what when healthy? 
no no problems with that roster. So, however, I will say that their back end is really hurting without Shea Weber right now. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> having having one of the best defensemen in the league out on injured reserve. I don't know how you could ever uh, deal with that, especially when he was such an important part of the Vegas Golden Knights. Just integral. <laughs> okay, I got jokes. Yeah. They're not great, but I got jokes. All right, score predictions. Let's uh. Hey, we got a uh, fancy schmancy spreadsheet that I spent way too much time on. And, uh, and it hurts my brain. <laughs> the spreadsheet? Yeah. Why? It's simple to read, but I just see the, the amount of losses. <laughs> oh, it's just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same amount of hurt whenever I look at the standings. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, uh, here, let's toss this bad boy in here. Let me make it bigger. Can I command, uh, command plus this one? What? No, I'm not trying to. <laughs> There should just be. Oh, a it's, zoom up here. it's up here. There it is. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm. It's a problem because at work I use Excel all the time, but at home I'm a Google Sheets boy, and so it, yeah. everything's just in a different spot. So there we go. Now you can. Well, it, no, all, it all works the same, but yeah, a couple of things are moved around. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. At Vegas, uh, and again, we're doing this before Tampa. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. <laughs> um, you know what? My Tampa prediction. Looks pretty good, actually. Uh, I'm going to go more with the Detroit score, though. I'm going to go 5-1 for Vegas. 5-1 for Vegas. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'll be nicer to the Ducks because I've been hard on them. I'll go 4-1. 4-1. I'll okay. make it nicer. But Sounds especially good. with Thompson or apparently how Hill's playing right now, um, I, don't, I don't see us getting more than one unless we're lucky. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. Oh, God. I, I meant to look up, too, um, Vegas' schedule, and I can't do it on my phone because I've uh, got the Oilers game going on that. So <laughs> <laughs> just so I can keep an eye on it. Um, uh, Vegas' schedule, you said? Yeah, okay. So uh, they don't have a back-to-backs. They got a couple days off. Yeah, they played yesterday, uh, Tuesday, and they don't play until us now on Friday. So, yeah, okay. they got a few days to rest. Hmm. Maybe, maybe the two-day off curse. Let's go... Uh, Let's go three two, Anaheim. You know what I? Oh. I've, you know what I've just decided to do. I'm going to predict an Anaheim Ducks win from now on until the Anaheim Ducks get a win. Just so I can be like, <laughs> look it, look. I never gave up on this team. I was predicting wins all along. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to be that guy, ignoring my Tampa Bay prediction. But that's okay. Fair enough. Um, I guess while we have it up right now, can I just give the Toronto prediction? Yeah, if you got it, yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Toronto does like to seemingly play down, right? Yeah. Arizona beat them. I'll just say we have a chance because Arizona has history as well. That well, I think yeah. it was they've picked up at least a point every time they've been in Toronto since mm-hmm. 2002. I think yeah. is what the stat was. I was like, geez. Um, so I'll just is say this your prediction have, here. I mean, that's kind of close, I guess. <laughs> um, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's going to be closer. Okay. I'm still going to say, though, Toronto edges. I'll go 4-3. 4-3, okay. I, I guess yeah. for those listening, I typed in 6 nothing Anaheim because I thought that's what <laughs> it was building to. Uh, but you're saying Toronto. Yeah, I'm saying Toronto. Still. It's, it's okay. not that I want to be the pessimist here, but I'm like, man, you're, you're running a gauntlet of Vegas and Toronto there. Like, yikes. Yeah. And knowing how Toronto especially can move the puck... No, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, oh, wait a second. Oh, no, sorry. I'm looking at the Vegas roster or the Vegas schedule still. I was like, 
Yeah, no, we're all good. We're all good. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, I guess Toronto schedule. Let's see. Um, they will be in LA beforehand. Ooh, I wish we had the context of what happens Ooh. with Tampa to see if uh, could maybe see a pattern going on because Tampa was in LA last night and lost. So, uh, but that's okay. So Sunday against the Leafs. I am going to say, because I'm going with Anaheim predictions, if Anaheim was to beat Toronto, it has to be an embarrassing fashion. So I'm going for it. <laughs> like, if, if, if Toronto's going to lose to a bottom feeder like Anaheim, saying that because that's where we are in the standings right now, it, it has to be embarrassing. That's the Toronto way. So Anthony Stellar is with a shutout. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for some... Yeah, yeah, I guess it would make sense to play... Stellars. It, like Anaheim doesn't have a back to back, but you know, battle yeah. of the backups. Yeah. Oh, I guess too, because they would play Samsonov against LA. And then who's their backup now with Murray out? Uh, I, I guess we, we can get more into that because we kind of didn't really talk much about Toronto. Well, we checked that though. The Leafs will be, um, or sorry, we will be, no, yes, the Leafs will be in Anaheim 5 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. Uh, Eric Colgren. Oh yeah, Shalgren or, or Shalgren, yeah, yeah. Shalgren. It's, a, uh, it's for, like Shillington for some reason. The yeah. K makes the sh sound <laughs> for uh, for Toronto there. Yeah, six three, two hundred pound, twenty uh, six year old goalie. Yeah, young guy, call up from the Marlies there. Okay. Uh, this I mean, he's season's, supposed to be really good. So yeah, this season's played one game uh, and eight thirty three save percentage. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, that was the game against Arizona. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I uh however yeah, no, I'm, I'm I, I do wanna I do wanna highlight Samsonov for a second there. Guys played five games, has a four one and oh record and a nine thirty-two save percentage. And I'm gonna double check his goal save above just to compare for a quick moment. But like mm-hmm. Samsonov so far proving some doubters wrong, I think. I, I've always liked Samsonov. We'll see what happens when he is forced to be the starter because Murray is out, but mm-hmm. I, I I think Sam Sonov's a solid, he, he could be a serviceable 1A, and he's definitely a solid 1B, but... Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. A six goal save above expected. Oh. Damn. What? All right, apparently Sam Sonov for Vesna, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many people in uh, Leafs Nation would be too upset about that. No. So you you might get some uh, interesting fan mail from uh, any any Leafs fans that might be listening. <laughs> I kind of want to. I'm not going to do it on air right now, but just because I'm curious, I want to see what the future might be on on Samsung <laughs> winning the best. <laughs> That'd be interesting for sure. So, uh, yeah, those are the couple games that we've got to talk about um, for the next few days here for Anaheim. That. Uh, Pretty much takes us to the end of the episode. If if you still want to save what's quacking for another time, there, Nate. Yeah, I think so. We are running kind of long, even the, just for the pre-recorded part here. So yeah, sounds good. Okay, well, that will do it for this week's episode. If you want to tell Nate that he has no faith in this team whatsoever, and you hated that he just like ripped on your favorite team ever for the last 20 minutes or for the first 20 minutes and then proceeded (laughs) to say how we were going to get absolutely shat on by the Vegas Golden Knights and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Where can uh, can people do that to you, Nate? 
I'm, I'm going to change it on you here. If you would like to yeah. cry with me about <laughs> the atrocity of the Anaheim Ducks so far this season, you can tweet at me at Tate Namas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. There you go. And if you want to just like pump the tires of this team and uh, just have a good old shot of hopium with me. You can do that at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to this episode of The Quack Report. We will be back on Monday, nailed at this time, after we record on Sunday to talk more Ducks hockey with you. In the meantime, have a good one and go Ducks go! Go Ducks go!